morning, everybody. John and I have been noticing that every time uh, and there's a big group of people and he starts talking, everybody quiets down. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's because whenever we have some sort of event, he always is kind of the default MC. So it's like, oh, John's talking. We should listen to what he's saying. So, plus, he's got that golden voice, you know. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad everybody. Yeah. I'm glad everybody was able to get their canoes and get here this morning. Dear Lord. Uh, yes, uh, Ron called me Friday morning, and he's like, "Hey, uh, so it's going to rain like buckets, and get 60 people in and out of your house. I don't think that's going to be a good idea." And uh, I was like. You know, you are a wise, wise man. Like, okay. So, it didn't it didn't get all the way around, so I did still have a few people show up yesterday. We had a good time. So, so by the time, you know, and the, as the gifts trickle in for the housewarming, by the time we actually have the party, um, I'm probably going to have them all. So, so you know, make checks payable to cash, and we'll get it all set up. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad I'm here this morning. This is one of those mornings that it seems like it would be a really good idea to just stay in bed and with a book and a comfy blankie and just not get up. But um, uh, it's a blessing that uh, that we've elected to get out into the, the muck. Uh, apparently because I'm Irish, I'm supposed to like the rain. Somebody was just telling me. I don't, but you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Well, Jesus, we thank you so much for your word to us and your faithfulness. Uh, God, we just uh, we're grateful this morning for all that you've done for us. And uh, this morning, what we pray is that we would receive from you uh, exactly what it is that you have to say. Uh, Lord God, we've not come to listen to what anyone has to say but you. Uh, we've come to receive from you. We've come to hear from you. And I pray that this morning you would uh, open our uh, ears to hear your voice, uh, open our eyes to see you uh, in this place, doing what you do. God, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. God, we pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Matthew 11. I've been thinking about this passage all week long. Uh, a lot of times I have, usually have no idea what I'm going to talk about until I get here or until Saturday sometime. Sometimes not even until I get here. That's always disconcerting. Yeah. Nothing like thinking everybody's going to be sitting there staring at me and I'm going to be up here going, uh, ah. yeah. Of course, you know, my friends are always so helpful. It's like, I don't really don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow at church. It's like, well, I think you should talk about Jesus. <laughs> it's like, yes, thank you for that. Your grasp of the obvious is astounding. <laughs> but no, but it's it's like that's such a grand subject. Where do I begin? You know, like I, I meant something a little more specific about him. But so here in Matthew 11, you know, Jesus has got these uh, his disciples. He got these 12 guys that are following him, and uh, he's gonna send them out to. To preach in, in the, the beginning of the chapter, it tells you that he um, sends them out. Goodbye, children. Tell Mr. Zamperini I said hi. 
would have never thought to let my kids watch that already. They're they're enjoying it. I'm, I'm waiting for them to be old enough to watch like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> like, all right, kids, movie time. <laughs> so, uh, so so he's sending out the disciples to preach, and uh, um, and you can get a couple of different perspectives from this reading it in Luke and reading it in Matthew. Um, but you know he. As this chapter goes on, he talks about how uh, you know, these places that didn't receive him uh, and uh, that wouldn't receive the things that he had to say, the places that he did mighty things. Uh, and, and certainly America is there. Like he's done all kinds of amazing things, and, and yet America has turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to him. And, uh, and he, and he you know, has some, some hard things to say there. Um, but what I wanted to get to is is here at the end, and, and you all, all probably know this passage quite well. Uh, in verse 25, chapter 11, he says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hid these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them unto babes. That doesn't just mean the good-looking women. That means, like, young children. Um Thank you, Heidi. Um, <laughs> it's my amen corner right there. So, uh, but no, um, you know, the, it's an interesting thing because because God says that, uh, you know, that uh, that He knows the proud afar off, you know, and so He and He tells us to receive Him as a little child, you know, and um, you know, my children don't fret about anything really that's that's of any consequence. They don't worry about the light bill. They're not thinking about the mortgage, you know. They, they don't think about that stuff. And, uh, you know, they're worried about, like, do you have money for the ice cream truck today? You know, can we hit McDonald's on the way home? And that kind of thing. You know, but uh, <laughs> I don't think the ice cream truck's coming today. I mean, he's pretty diehard, but <laughs> it's a little cold and wet out today for that. Um, anyway, um but, you know, so he talks about, you know, we, we like to feel like we've got things all squared away in life. And, um, you know, and especially in the church, I think we like to, to kind of show up with that, the, like the plastic face on. The, that I've, I've got this stuff all together. You know, I've got my little veneer. I'm not going to let anybody behind it and, and see what I really feel like inside. Um, you know, and uh, you guys all know me well enough. You've heard all my stories about that. And... Uh, um, and my veneer was never very good anyway. It's like, how you doing, Greg? Great. Well, not so much. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, and, and you all laugh because you've all heard them. Oh, you know, but he talks about how, you know, about how these, how, uh, and I'll be honest, I'm not precisely sure what all these things are that he's, he's referring to here that he's hidden from the wise and the prudent. But I find it interesting that he talks about God revealing things to the babes, you know, that, that he, he shows himself to those people who come to him just in simplicity and, and not try and, you know, be something they're not or uh, because you can't really pretend with him. It doesn't work, you know, and... Uh, and so the great thing is, is, you know, we don't have to pretend with each other either. 
So, but he says, uh, he said, I thank you that you've hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knows the Son but the Father. Neither knows any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So there's a lot there that, uh, you know, the, the whole mystery of, of, of Christ uh, in the flesh. You know, God in the flesh, totally man, but totally God. And, and, and at this point, um, his, I don't think his, uh, anybody has seen him for who he really is. You know, we haven't quite got to that moment where he asks, who do men say that I am? And Peter says, well, you're the Christ. So, so at this point, he's saying, you know, nobody, nobody knows who I really am unless God reveals it to him. So he's kind of setting that stage for them. But here's where I really wanted to get to. It says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And uh, in the Young's literal translation, uh, it's, it's a very subtle change, but I like the way it says it. It says that, Come to me, all you, that, all you laboring and burdened ones. Because it's different, slightly. I mean, it just sounds more identifiable, I think, in our modern speech than heavy laden. Like nobody really uses the word laden, typically. Um, so <clears throat> it's interesting because we, we go through life like that. You know, we, 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 we carry these things with us. It's like having a backpack filled with cement. And, you know, and, and I don't care if, you know, you've, you know, you just showed up or if you've been here 20 years we we find ourselves in those places where we've got something that we're carrying with us. You know, yesterday, I don't remember how it came up, but um, Zoe wanted to watch some video on my phone, and, which turned into me, like, digging through my Dropbox that's, like, really ultra full. And... Uh, it took me a while to figure out how to get into it. It was acting like it wasn't going to let me look at my stuff. And I have these videos just from years and years and years back. You know, like I had these videos from 2011 when Jeremy was like three and four years old. And, and uh, yes, you all know where I'm going with this. Get out your hankies. But, you know, I was, was watching these videos and I was like, man. Because I was thinking about, you know, how how cute he was and how little he was and how big he is now and uh you know these videos of uh levi while he was still in diapers and he called me daddy of course i mean with levi's voice it's like daddy daddy it's like oh man i know so adorable but you know and then it's like you turn around and it's like what happened now they're so big and you know, it's like you send them off to school and they just kind of become their own little person. But, you know, I was watching these videos and, I mean, I was just, um, you know, I, and it's, it's a normal thing. You know, you look at the old pictures, you go down memory lane and you're like, oh, I wish I could, like, hang out with them again a little bit when they were that size. And, uh, or just, you know, just kind of experience that again. But, you know, for me, whenever I look at those kinds of things, I'm always like, Wow. I wish I could go back and relive that and do it right. You know, because we all have regrets, we all have mistakes that we've made. And, uh, I mean, it was just this, this wave of just despair came over me, thinking of this, this 
this cement backpack full of regrets that I had from when my kids were little. And uh, I really had to wrestle with that because I was like, I can't afford to wallow in pity and, and regret and uh, because all that stuff is gone. You know, it's like, because when when you bring something to Him, He says He's faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And, and, he, and he gets rid of those things. And so, it's like, I still remember it. And, uh, but he never brings it up. And, and uh, you know, he'll use it to work things in your life. It's, it's interesting how he does that. Because he never brings these things up. But he brings you to these situations where your past experiences bring you to these conclusions. Of, huh, I would, I'm going to do this differently this time because I remember how this turned out last time. And uh, so... Um, you know, I've, I've learned over the years to find value in those mistakes because I can learn something from it and the uh, that psychological pain of, wow, I wish that had never happened is a really good motivator to make sure it never happens again. You know, and and so he's a, he's a really great father because, you know, he, he gives you power to do or not do, as it were. But he also... He is the the provider of that power. You know, we work in partnership with him. So what he wants from us is cooperation. You know, because uh, I'm reminded of the old story about the guy that's you know sitting on the in the tree in this flood, and and uh, he's like, God's gonna save me. You know, and then you know the boat comes by. He's like, No, I'm good. God's gonna save me. And so they go rescue somebody else. And then the waters get higher. The helicopter comes. They lower down the rope ladder, and it's like, no, I'm good. God's going to save me. I'm all right. And then he drowns. And then he's at the pearly gates, and he's like, what happened, God? I thought you were going to save me. It's like, well, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, and we all laugh because we do that. You know, it's, we look for these mystical ethereal kind of answers to things when, when sometimes the answers are a lot more plain than that. You know? And so, you know, we can, you know, because we can sit back like, oh, I just, just got to fix this thing. You know, and sometimes we have to just wait. You know? But sometimes there's something that He wants you to do. And a lot of times it's just making a decision. You know, and then uh, your actions will follow your decision. So, and once you really make up your mind about something, then and you get committed to something, then your your decision making follows it. You know, when we hired that business coach, it was painfully expensive, and we really uh, gnawed our fingernails about how expensive it was. But the the sense of commitment that we then had to it uh, made the decision making a little easier. Like, okay, well, I really don't want to do this thing, but I've kind of, I've kind of committed to this. I've kind of thrown in all my chips, as it were. I'm all in. So, like, okay, do this. You know, and so, so you know, I'm just, I'm looking at these videos and thinking, man, you know, I, I wish I could take all that back and do it over again. You know, but you know, the 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 great thing is, is God uses those things because then you encounter people that have the same kind of problems that you've been in. The same things that's happened to you, 
And, and so then you can give them hope. Like, you know what, this, this is going to be okay because I've been where you're at. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all well and good to have, you know, have somebody pat you on the back and tell you this is going to be okay. It's different if they, if you know that they really get what you're talking about, if they really understand where you've been. You know, and so God takes us to those places, you know, where, <clears throat> where it feels like, uh, the bottom is dropping out of your world, you know, and and every you know, and it feels like nothing could ever be okay again. You know, I've I've been in those places, and and you know those are the places where you really find him, and he and he and he takes those burdens from you, and 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 helps you carry them. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it it gets all better right away. Uh, but listen to what he says here. He says, Come unto me, all you that, that labor and are heavy laden. And I like the youngs. I'm going to say it that way. Come unto me, all you laboring and, and burdened ones, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You ever tried to carry something really, really heavy and then you get some young, strong guy that's helping you carry it? And suddenly you're just kind of holding on to it while they're carrying it. <laughs> you know, I think we've all, I mean, I've, I've, I've moved myself and other people many times, Bob here, and he always just carried stuff and I just kind of held on to it, you know, like, you know, you know, and then when whoever was moving bought pizza, I was like, yeah, want to have me some pizza? I helped. Uh, <laughs> like I... Like, man, I kept that thing steady. Make sure he didn't swing it into anything. So, but, but, this taking on of the yoke, it's like, you know, um, when you have two, two animals and a yoke together, they're both pulling. And, and they're, and you've got this thing, it's all built where they should be pulling evenly. Um, and and this this yoke that Jesus has, he's pulling all the stuff, and you're just you're there with him, and and you're you're pulling along with him, but he says his yoke is easy, and his burden is light, and so and and the reason that is is because he took the heavy end, and he took all the heavy stuff and he pulled on it, and kind of leaves you with uh, just sort of walking along, just kind of holding on to it. You know, and uh, and it's a precious thing how he does that. You know, because like yesterday, you know, I was thinking about this stuff and I was starting to feel really maudlin and just like, oh man, you know, I could, well, I could carry this big cement backpack of regret around the rest of the day and be all mopey, or or I could thank God that he that he that he got in there and and he took that that burden from me. And then he fixed the stuff in my life and changed it and made made it into something be- better, something different. You know, I mean, because like I look at my kids now, and I, I marvel sometimes at how they turned out. It's like everywhere they go, people are like, "They're such good kids," and blah blah blah, you know. And and I always think, well, <laughs> they don't get it from me, <laughs> you know. It's like. No, but you know, on you know every Saturday morning, my kids are like, oh, 
you know, sitting through Bible study. It's like, I want to go play. And, you know, nobody wants to play with toys until it's time to either go to bed or sit and listen to Bible study. So, otherwise, there's nothing to do. You know, you know, Levi came in before either of us were awake yesterday. No, no, good morning, no anything. You know, Cynthia was stirring because, you know, the slightest thing wakes her up. And he's like, like can I watch a show? <laughs> there's nothing to do. Like, what do you mean there's nothing to do? So... So he, he held out, you know, I, I finally let him watch something around three. And, you know, I'll be darned if he didn't find something to do. In fact, they were looking through these Legos for this Arkenstone thing from one of their Lego sets. I mean, they spent forever pouring through this big pile of Legos. And, uh, and was, I was like, what are you guys doing? He was like, we're looking for the Arkenstone. <laughs> I was like, if one of you has found it and withholds it from They just kind of looked at me. It's like, come on, you know what? This is funny. And one of the kids is like, can we watch that? <laughs> Maybe later. And that's a tough one because they know how to play you. It's like, it's like Dad doesn't want to watch Care Bears, but he'd love to watch The Hobbit. It's like, <sighs> it's like don't tempt me. Okay, no more Lord of the Rings reference. I'm good. No, but but no, you know I. But so, like I said, I, I you know I could I could thank God that He fixed stuff in my life and didn't leave it broken like it was, you know, and uh, you know because and, and it could be it doesn't have to be something that you did wrong, you know. It could be any number of things. It could be some kind of worry, you know, some kind of. Uh, Fear or dread, I mean, it could be any number of things This, this that you're laboring under. You know, and like I said, you know, it, we, it doesn't matter how long you've been down this road, sometimes you just kind of accidentally pick these things up and, and you, you find yourself carrying them. And, and all the while, Jesus is there saying, take my yoke on you. It's like, you know, let, let, me, let me carry this. So he says, uh, but he says, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, in verse 29, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. And if you've ever felt peaceless, you know, if you've ever felt like, have you ever just been somewhere where just an everyday, ordinary day just made your skin crawl like you just wanted to not be where you were. You didn't want to be in your own life anymore. When you when you come to that kind of place, then he says you'll find rest to your souls. You know, that that he, he can take those things and and uh, in another place he called it the peace that passes understanding. Because it's this peace that doesn't necessarily mean he fairy dusted your life and everything is all perfect now. But he gives you this sense of peace inside that things are okay with him. And when things are okay with him, then that's okay. Uh, you know, I when I was younger, I would go through these places where it's like life was going really smooth on the outside and my spiritual life felt like it was a wreck. And uh, and then, you know, it's like my prayer closet had a sign that said closed for repairs on it. And 
and you know cobwebs on my Bible and and uh, you know nice shine to my PlayStation. You know I I've been, I went through those places. You know and then I've been in places where like inside I felt like I was just on fire. You know and everything outside was going like garbage. <laughs> everything just was terrible. You know and Having been through both places more than once, I liked the place where I felt good inside and things weren't so hot outside way better. I mean, I, I figure, you know, why not have both? That, that's the ideal thing. You know, Mike asked a couple of our guys this week, he's like, so what do you think is more valuable, a $50 bonus or your boss telling you that uh, that you're doing a good job? The one guy immediately is like, oh, man, my boss told me I'm doing a good job. That appreciation is way more valuable. The other guy's like, split the difference. Give me 25 bucks and tell me I'm doing okay. <laughs> like, shake your hand, man. Like, it's like you have answered rightly. It's like, man. It's like, split the difference, man. Well, I was wishing I was there, but uh, so you know, so obviously you know having both is better is nice, but you know having you know you can you can face difficult things when when you're yoked to him and and know know that it's going to turn out okay. You know when when Cynthia and I went through the things in our early twenties when she was in the hospital and stuff on and off for years and. Uh, that was a tough time, and uh, you know that was how we made it through. It was being yoked to him, because you know it's. And I often thought to myself, how would you carry this without Jesus? How would you, how would somebody cope with this? And and uh, and I never could come up with an answer, and 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 I didn't need to because that was my coping mechanism. I had him, and. Uh, and I just gave it to him. You know, when um, uh, when Corey Ten Boom and her sister were in the concentration camp, they, they just said it's like just layer after layer of just brutality was just added on. And she said it just got to where you just couldn't carry it, and and so it's like they and you couldn't make sense of it. You couldn't find an answer for it. And uh, and she said that they would just always just just ask him. It's like, Lord, would you carry that too? Because I I can't carry it. You know, so we go through those places, and um, you know the the great thing is, is it feels like it's never going to end. It, it, it you know because there's 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 often no end in sight, um, but that doesn't mean that it's going to go on forever. You know, if you've ever seen that movie, the what is it, uh, Facing the Giants, the the football movie with the 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 guy, you know the when they were doing the the training and they had the the death crawl where like the guy would like do like those like little like really low to the ground like crawling on your hands and your feet and they would and they would put somebody on their back and the guy would just hang on to them and and they were supposed to crawl all the, on just their their you know their toes and their hands basically all the way across the football field you know as far as they could go and and this one kid, he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he'd already outstripped everybody else. And he's just, I can't do this. I can't do this. And 
and the coach is like down in his face screaming at him, you can do this. He's like, just one more step, just one more step, you can do this. And he finally collapses and he had at, was the only one that made it all the way across the football field because he just wouldn't quit. And, you know, that was, I've, I've been in those places, you know, that I've thought of that often over the years. It's like, because that's exactly what that felt like. Okay, just, there's no end in sight because they were blindfolded even. You know, and so he couldn't even tell how far he had gone. And, and, and that's how life is, you know, you, because, you know, it's like you, you're never sure when is this thing going to end. Um, but the great thing is, is that's another thing that you don't have to carry because, because he knows when it's going to end. And, and that's good enough for me. And so we can find that rest in him. But he says, take my yoke on you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you should find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You know, I, I knew somebody who, uh, they just, they worked and worked and worked and worked in the church. You know, they, they're in a, a big denominational church, and they, they, they it, I mean, they are like a career ministry person. Um, but they are busy. So busy. And... Um, you know, I mean, they know the Bible backwards and forwards, um, but they have clearly missed something somewhere. And one day she was reading this, and she was uh, uh, telling somebody that uh, somebody else that I knew. It's like you know, it says that uh, he says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's like my burden doesn't feel light. It's like this yoke feels heavy. You know, it feels like all I've done is work and work and work and work. You know, and and I thought, man, how how could you, you know, how could you know this word, and 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 feel like your your sense of his your value to him came from how much you did, because you could never, uh, you could never pay for what he paid for. You could never pay it back. You know, and and that's the thing. Like you know, if you've ever given somebody something. The last thing you want them to do is try and give you something in return to make up for it because they weren't sure how to deal with you giving them something, you know. And some people it's easier to give, or, and some people it's easier to receive, you know. Um, I love to give people things. I don't like to be the one to hand it to them <laughs> because it's awkward. I, I like to, I'm like, hey, Mike, you know, pass it on to him. Hey, Cynthia, give that to him. It's like... I. I'll just I'll be in the shadows somewhere. You know, uh, when people want to give me something, it's always like, oh, okay. Not because I don't want it or because I don't like it, but I'm like, really? Like, okay. This is awkward giving me something, you know. And uh, and I'm not exactly sure why that is. Um, but then when Ron started talking about throwing a housewarming party for us, I was like, but we've lived there for like a year. <laughs> and been married longer than most of the people in the church. We're kind of set. <laughs> and uh, and Cynthia's like, well, <laughs> you know, like they say, born free. Now she's expensive. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Just teasing. No price is too high. So, 
So, yeah, last week we went out and it's like, register early, register often. It's like, it's... And it's funny because we, it was this like agonizing, like three hours wandering around Bed Bath and Beyond with the kids, like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, you'll live, it's okay. You know, it's like, but I don't have my tablet. It's like, like, you know how many boring shopping trips I went on like this with, uh, with my parents when I was a kid? And Liam was like, zero. <laughs> I was like, a lot. Like, at least twice a month, at the very least. And I didn't have a tablet, I didn't have a phone to goof around with. And it's like, like, so get over it, you know. So, you know, but we got to the end, and it was like, and this, like, three-page registry. It was like, all these, like, tiny little things. I mean, there was hardly anything on it, you know. It's okay. So, you know, it's, it's uh, difficult to uh, spend other people's money for some people. Some people don't have a problem with that. I was like, okay. So I don't know, maybe we need to hit the store again. So let's try this again. So, so anyway. But you know, so you know, so so Jesus gave us something then. And is infinitely more valuable than anything that you could ever work up to give him. And so you know, it's like he uh like he takes this burden from you and he gives you joy and, and he gives you life and and he gives you a, a, this this way to start over again and and sometimes it's not even so much you needed to start over again as you just needed you just needed something you just needed a, a touch along the way you know and um and it's funny how we go through life and just pick up these bags sometimes, and then we just carry them with us. You know, everybody's familiar with the idea of people bringing baggage into a relationship. You know, it's it's kind of the same sort of thing. It's like we show up with all kinds of baggage, and he's Mr. Perfect, and uh, and he just deals with your baggage, and and it's a precious thing because he's not put off by your baggage. He's not surprised by it. He's just meh. You know, you ever have somebody, you know, they want to tell you some deep, dark, terrible thing about themselves, and and they're expecting you to be repulsed, and you know, it's like, get away from me, you terrible, horrible person. And it's just, hey, you know, it's like, yeah, I've, I've heard worse. <laughs> I've done worse. <laughs> you know, it's like you have no idea, man. Okay, I, I came here 21 years ago, and I remember looking around thinking, wow, that guy has got it all together, and that lady is like soccer mom in the minivan perfect, you know, and I mean, it's just, you could just go through the church like, man, these people are all perfect, you know, and then I was here for a while, and I realized, <laughs> thank you, Amber, yes, <laughs> and then I was here for a while, and I was like, these are all people. They're people like me. And I was like, that's awesome. So, you mean I don't have to have all my stuff all figured out? No. No, because we're all figuring our stuff out. And the great thing is, is he figures out your stuff. You know, and, and, and he sorts through it, and he makes sense of it, you know, and the stuff that you carried in, he's just like, mm, kind of tosses it aside. Hey. <laughs> it's like, I was going to keep that. 
like I got I got better stuff. You know, I I like it when uh, uh, when they the uh, sorry Joseph's brothers when they discover that he's still alive. They realize who he is, and they and he sends this message with them to go home and get their dad and bring him down to Egypt. And he's like, just leave all your stuff. You don't need your stuff. He's like, I got stuff. He's like, I, I'm king here. And you don't need your stuff. I got, I got everything you could ever need. And, and the reason that everybody was going there was because uh, there was no food anywhere else in the world. There was a famine on. And in Egypt, they had all kinds of food. And so there they came. You know, and that was the whole reason they went in the first place. Jacob sent them down there and said, "Hey, man, get us, you know, get us some food." And uh, and then, of course, Joseph recognized them. They didn't recognize him. And uh, and it's funny how how those things happen. But that sense of just leaving those things behind, you know, you you can't it's like the old phrase, you can't take it with you. You know, you can't. If you're going to run a race, if you're going to go on a on a big long trek, you're not going to carry a piano with you. you know? Sorry, Linda. <laughs> you know, I mean that that's cause for tears. I mean, and and she gets going on that piano and just yes, this is what I was born for. So, um, yeah, but but. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, exactly. It's like you don't you don't need to carry your piano because he's got one. So, well, see, there you go. Yeah, and and you've got one here. So, with that that sense of of you know carrying things through life, and and finding out that you don't really have to carry it, you know, and we all need that reminder. Like, hey, it's like, are you carrying this big, heavy thing? What for? Like, you don't need that. And, uh, you know, but but this, this uh, back to this, this woman I was talking about, you know, she's like, man, that, I don't feel like this yoke is easy. This feels really heavy. And it's like, well, who ever told you that? You know, what made you think that that you had to carry this big, heavy thing or you were of no value to him? Because he already established your value at Calvary. Because he decided that you were more valuable than his life. Because, you know, Jesus was 33 and he had put his whole life aside to, to do the, this, this one thing that he'd been born for, this ministry that he'd been born for. He would have liked to have had a family and, you know, you know, build some more tables and you know, just have a good life and, and, you know, have kids and watch them play on the back porch and all that stuff, you know. But but that wasn't what his life was about. Life was about you. And and so, you know, just imagine if he had decided that that was that that life was more valuable, you know, than and where that would leave you and me. And so it's a precious thing that not only did he would he do that? But then he doesn't want you going down this road, you know, because, I mean, you can accept him and, and move on down the road with him, but he doesn't want you to do it carrying all this stuff. And, and you know, but what if I'm carrying stuff and I don't even know I'm carrying it? I've been carrying this for so long, it just seems normal to me. Like, well, that's okay, because 
you know, one when when you're ready for him to show you that hey, you're carrying the thing you don't need to carry, he'll show you, and and he'll take it from you. And uh, you know, sometimes the things that we hold on to, it seems like such a scary thing to let go of it and 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 give it to him and just it's like because it's, it, this is my thing that I've always had and I wouldn't know what life would feel like without this whatever it might be in my life. And but when you hand it over to him, there's this sense of of peace and joy. I mean have you ever have you ever had to do something like have a really difficult conversation with somebody or do something you really didn't want to do and and you just dragged yourself kicking and screaming through the whole thing. But when you were done you were so glad that you had done it because you knew that you had done the right thing. It, that's that's exactly what it's like. Just cooperating with him and giving him those things, and and just letting him letting him be Lord, you know. Because that and that's what he goes on to talk about in the next chapter is how he's, you know, he's he's Lord over all the stuff. You know? So so it's precious, God. I just I love that. I've, I've always loved that passage. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest to your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I mean, it just it just doesn't get much better than that. So, Jesus, we just thank you for your word. God, plant it in our souls. God, and cause it to take root downward and to grow upward. God, that we would be those trees planted by the rivers and living water. God, uh, ministered to by the... the uh, the river of life that comes from your throne. Jesus, what we pray today is that you would do in this place exactly what you want to do, that your presence would uh, minister as uh, as only you can, that you would meet every need in this place. God, every, every burden that we carry, uh, we want to leave it with you, or we want to just get in this yoke with you. God, when we're yoked to you, we're, we're going where you're going. We're walking the road you're walking, and uh, right next to you. And Lord, that's what we want, God, to, to go through this life with you, God, with that sense of, of joy, knowing that, that your love for us transcends uh, any burden that we may carry. God, we just praise you. We glorify you, and we just pray that you would do in this place today exactly what you want, God, God meet every need as only you can. Amen, amen.